Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and this week we are doing our Oscar roundup. Basically, we got a big Oscar name as a guest today, and he's going to tell us his thoughts about what went down on the big night. Also, um, tell us a little about about himself. Um, this guy was nominated, didn't win that night, but I'm excited to see what he has to say. I'd like to introduce you all to Vigo Mortensen. How's it going, Vigo? Hello, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, so, uh, big night for you. Big night for your film, Green Book. Very big night. Very grateful. Very honored to be included in the conversation. Just a beautiful night for so many beautiful people. Uh, so, uh, I know we get to see so much of what goes on at the Oscars, but I know so much goes on behind the scenes in the commercial breaks. Can you let our listeners know a little bit of what they might have not seen during the broadcast? Yes, well, I'm actually preparing for my next role during the broadcast. You may be familiar how during Lord of the Rings, I carried my sword around me wherever I went as a way to feel more in tune with the character of Aragorn, and I'm actually getting uh, ready for, for my next movie as well. It's, the, it's actually a, a very interesting, very important adaptation of Popeye the Sailor Man. Oh, you're, they're rebooting the Popeye franchise? They're rebooting the Popeye fan franchise, and I'm, I'm going to be the titular Popeye, of course. And I, uh, so I've been having these cans of spinach, right? You know, cans of spinach, mm-hmm. which is not usually what spinach comes in now, but in the time of Popeye, that's how spinach was kind of delivered. So I've been having these cans of spinach that I was eating in between the commercial breaks as a way to get ready for the next role. How do you think the people sitting next to you felt about that? I know like you were sitting next to Mahershal Ali. Yeah. And uh, did, did they get annoyed by you eating spinach just like there at the Oscars? Yeah, it's very slurpy. It's very slurpy, right? Because it's not cooked. And that makes it difficult to eat it in a way that is not loud and disgusting. Now, uh, what... Popeye, uh, I don't know like what his age is supposed to be, but I would assume sure. he's, he's supposed to be a younger gentleman uh, fighting over uh, p- olive oil with uh, his nemesis, Brutus. Right, I'm very familiar. I've read all the source material. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you have and uh, witnessed the cartoons. Uh, you're 60 years old. A lot of our Thank listeners you. might not know that, but um, you. do you feel like you Popeye might be too young of a character for you? Well, the cool thing about this film is that it actually shows many stages of Popeye's life, and we're going to be seeing the older Popeye as well as a younger Popeye where they're using anti-aging technology to make me look like I am a young, nubile, 20-year-old Popeye the Sailor Man. It's really quite incredible. You're going to have to check it out. I mean, it sounds pretty great. So it's not a voiceover work. You're, you're actually acting out Popeye. Yeah, it's kind of like do you see Will Smith and the genie for the new Aladdin movie. Yes. It's like that. I mean, people yeah. aren't too thrilled about Will Smith as the new genie, I have to say. Also, oh, uh, these are both roles that were formerly played by Robin Williams. Well, hey, there's an opening now. I, I'm lined up to do Flubber next. Really? Yeah, the Flubber reboot. People are crying out for it. Are they really? People want Flubber 2. Flubber 2? They want to know what happened to the Flubber. Uh, I I just feel like it's too soon. I mean, mean, even to do Genie, I feel like Will Smith is going to catch a lot of flack. Uh, Was Will Smith at the Oscars there? Oh, yeah, he was there. 
he was there. He was talking to everyone about the new Aladdin movie. He really wants to work with me on a project. It's unfortunate. I've actually never gotten an opportunity to work with William. We wanted to have him in Lord of the Rings, but, you know, Tolkien, of course, uh, is racist. So uh, I believe they weren't that. able to get him there in. There was a lot of white people, yeah. not many people of color. It's incredible how even in a fantasy world, they could still make it a white fantasy. Yeah, I mean, even the uh, the elves were very white. They may even made Orlando Bloom change his hair to blonde to make him even whiter. Yeah, they thought, how can we make these characters whiter than your standard white person? And I think that's what art is often all about. Now, speaking of race relations, uh, your movie Green Book Thank you. Uh, has been catching a lot of flack since it won uh, Best Picture. Thank you. Thank you. People are talking about it, and I think it's a very provocative movie. Conversations that are uncomfortable, you know, make people talk, and I think that's good. I think it's good that people are saying that this movie is just like the crash of 2019. I think it's good that people are saying that the producers of Green Book didn't even realize the family of Mahershala's character was even alive now. And they didn't even go talk to him. Yeah, they didn't even think, like, the original uh, uh, person, uh, the uh, original person that uh, Mahershala Ali is playing. Right, and it's it's really, I think, important that in a movie about Mahershala Ali's character... Do you know the name of the, the character? <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend. I forget my roles as soon as I'm done with them. Really? Except for Aragorn. I love Aragorn. Really? I, I like to think I am Aragorn a little bit. Explain. Uh, I kill orcs. You I kill orcs. You kill orcs? Friend. I kill orcs. Wait, where's their orcs? <laughs> New Jersey, buddy. Wait, there, there's orcs in New Jersey? Oh, yeah. Go down to Trenton. You ever been to Trenton? I have not been to Trenton. Big orc community there. Big orc community, and it's not people who dress up like it. That's the real deal. Blood bleeds black. They eat man flesh. And I hate them. I, I feel like this should be a bigger story. Like, more people should be hearing about these orcs. I agree. We have to kill them. That, that seems very violent. Why can't we live in harmony with orcs? You're right. I guess I never thought about the possibility of reaching out and establishing a dialogue with the orc population, but I guess all I know is fighting in the road, because I am Aragorn, son I, I mean, isn't the... Strider. You done? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Isn't the moral of Green Book to, like, bring communities together, you know, that, like, have hatred for another? Like, it seems like you didn't get the message from that. If you still hold the hatred for these people that look different than you. Wow, you're right. I guess I never watched the movie Green Book. Wait, you never watched the movie Green Book? No, I'm just in it. I hate watching myself. I'm very insecure. Really? Yeah, you'd be surprised because obviously, you know, I'm very cool and very suave and very soft-spoken. But no, the side of myself, I avoid mirrors. I avoid everything. So, wait, but do you watch the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies? No. You didn't even watch the Lord of the Rings movies? Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Seeing myself as Aragorn and realizing that that will never be the true reality is... You'll never too... really be king? No. Do you wish you were king? Yes. All right, back to the Oscars. Yeah, back to the Oscars. Um, there was a lot of drama that went on. Uh, mm. 
you were pretty close. You you were so, so all the nominees they, like for the acting categories, they had you guys sitting up pretty close to the stage. Yes, thank so you. So you got a good look at everything going down. Yes. Uh Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, both former guests of the show. What was going on there? Oh wow. Well that's just true chemistry right there, right? When you see that. Wow. That's love. That I wanted to kiss them. You wanted to kiss I them. I wanted them to kiss, and then I wanted to hop in, and, like, as as they were kissing, I wanted to sprint onto the stage and just give a little, you know. How, how did you feel for uh, Bradley Cooper's fiance, who was in the audience ha- having to watch that? Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Watching true love right before your eyes, realizing that lo- your love pales in comparison to it, I felt a similar thing come up between myself and the character Aragorn that I've played when I realized that the love between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper is much more than that I have between myself and this fictional character, which is still a love that's very important to me and really is the truest love that I do have. Now, uh, Aragorn had a love story in Lord of the Rings with uh, Liv Tyler's character. Mm. Do, do you still talk to Liv Tyler? Oh, yeah, I still talk to Arwen. Yeah. Well, she gave me that little medallion. It does make me live forever. That was the one prop that was real. The swords were all blunted, but the medallion, that the even star that allows me to enjoy the eternal light, that that works. Peter Jackson found it in New Zealand. Have you ever been to New Zealand? I have not. It looks great, though. It's all magic. It's, it's all, all magic. magic there. Yeah. It's not like our realm at all. People think, oh, their accents just sound funny, but no. Well, yes, but... Also, they have stuff there. What about people who come from New Zealand? Are they magical people? Have you seen Flight of the Concords? I was just about to ask about Jermaine Comet. He's a magic man. He's a magic man? He's a magic man with magic medallions. He can do anything. What about Taika Waititi? Same. Did you see Thor Ragnarok? It was great. It was incredible. Luckily, I was able to watch it since I was not casting it. But the fact is, all New Zealanders have various tricks and spells, so... Be in awe of them, but also never trust them, because they will deceive you. Were you deceived by a New Zealander? I've been deceived many times. Many times by New Zealanders, by orcs, by the producers of Green Book. Many times I've been deceived, and many times I've sought to put it right. Now, you've been nominated for two other Oscars other than Green Book. You were nominated Thank for you. the movie Eastern Promises. Thank you. Which was uh, directed by Cronenberg. Uh, yes. Um, and you are also uh, nominated for Captain Fantastic, where you played a cult leader. Thank you. Um, how, how does it feel like you, you, they would normally say third time's a charm, mm. and you still didn't win? I'm mad. You're mad? I'm very mad. But there's nothing I can do about it, you know. I, I I'm glad Mahershala won again for a well, movie. Well, you weren't against Mahershala for right. that award. You were against Rami Malek, who won that award. He did. Uh, but I'm I'm happy someone from my flick won, and uh, especially given that the movie is ostensibly about a book written by or about his character. Yet I am the lead actor in the movie. I um, didn't understand that. Why are you the lead actor? Oh, uh, well, I'm white. Yeah, but Mahershala Ali already had one Oscar. That's Hollywood, baby. Yikes. You said it. So, um, back to the Oscars. Uh, you, you, you didn't win. Uh, much like 
Glenn Close, who has been nominated more than any other actor and still not won. More like Glenn Close, but no, you didn't quite make it. How do you feel for her? I feel sad. There's a lot of sadness in my eyes. I see a lot of sadness in her eyes, and I see the journey that she's going on, and I, I, I see the, the, the fear. But I also see beauty and hope and the dream that man and woman can live a better future. Does that answer your question? I, I, okay, I, I guess, but I, I really want to know what, like, all right, so after Olivia Coleman accepted the Oscar, I mean, she, she even apologized to Glenn Close in her acceptance speech. I also apologized to Glenn Close. Yeah? For the spinach. Oh, that, that's yeah. fair. You, you were close to her with the spinach. Yeah. Um, but did anything go down during the commercial break? Because I feel like that's a big controversy, and a lot of people were upset that Glenn Close didn't get her recognition. I saw Glenn Close hit an usher. Really? And then I saw her hit Usher. Usher was in the audience? Yeah. Like yeah, his song. Yeah. yeah. He was there. And Glenn Close, she, she ran out of the room in a windmill of fists. So you're seeing General Grievous from the Star Wars films. Yeah. The, like, he's like four arms or something like exactly. that. Exactly. It looked like that. Again, another movie I can watch because thankfully I'm not in it. But do you, you do you think you'll ever be in the Star Wars franchise? You you seem primed to be in there. I seem perfect for it. I mean, it doesn't seem like you're in that last movie that they're making. I'm not. I'm painfully not. I've emailed J.J. Abrams several times, and he won't return my emails. And I think it makes people uncomfortable that maybe I am you know, Aragorn, son of Arathorn, and that character existing in the Star Wars universe would not, would be anachronistic and would not suit the world that they're trying to build. It would take people out of the reality of the film. And I understand that's a bigger problem than my own ego. And I'm willing to put that aside. I don't know. I, I feel the like art. there's a lot of actors that have been in like multiple like realms and stuff. I mean, uh, in Lord of the Rings, Ian McKellen, also plays Magneto in the X-Men universe. God damn it, you're right. God damn it. I mean, there's a lot of crossover. I mean, you look at the Star Wars universe, you got Samuel L. Jackson, who's also Nick Fury in the Marvel universe. I should be an Avenger. Yeah, I mean, or at least a villain. I feel like... I could be Aragorn, the Avenger. See, if you keep pitching Aragorn, though, I I don't think uh, Marvel, Kevin Feige would like... Be like, uh, that might not work because it's an existing character in a different franchise. But just think of it this way. What if I was in a scene, say, with a, an Iron Man and I said, Iron Man, that's not quite a sword now, is it? Right? That would be fun. I mean, I don't know if Iron Man would be nice. a sword. Also, the, HBO is now making their Lord of the Rings series. I believe it's Amazon. Oh, it's Amazon. You're right. Um... There's going to be a new Aragorn. <laughs> many have tried. What many, do you mean, ma- many have tried? Many have tried to be the new Aragorn, but none have acquired the ability to be the new Aragorn. You see, to become an Aragorn, you need to defeat another Aragorn, and I am the only Aragorn. And I mean, it's going to, be, it's going to exist. It's going to be on the streaming service. I know, and that means they will be coming for me and soon. That's why I have my sword right here with me. Yeah, you've been known to be a big sword enthusiast, actually. You even yes. went on uh, a documentary about, like, swords and your love of them. It's all true. 
It's all true. That's why I have it. I have a sword and I have a dagger for close-handed combat. So you never carry a shield? <laughs> my sword is my shield. What, what if you lose your sword? Or what if, like, you know, it's a ranged attack? Come on, man. Come on. It's hard, okay? Have you ever been in combat? Uh, thankfully not. Yeah, well, look. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Maybe someone has a gun, okay? Maybe they have a gun. And if so, then, yeah, maybe I'm a little boinked, all right? What if the orcs get guns? Like the movie Bright. That is one of my favorite movies. Wait, Bright's one of your favorite movies? Yes. It's about orcs and uh, humans living in harmony together. I think it's a satire. It's a satire? I think so. How so? Uh, It's very funny. Uh, It's bad. And I think it's intentionally bad as a way to make me chuckle. (laughs) So you feel like the movie Bright was specifically made for you? Yes. And And by me, I mean Aragorn. I feel like the movie was made for someone who identifies as Aragorn, some of Arathorn, one of the Striders, one of the uh, Dunedain, uh, is what I feel that movie was made for. Yet again, another Will Smith property. And you feel, I feel like maybe you should, that was your movie to like be in with I should have gotten in there. Yeah. I could have been the orc cop. I don't know, the orc, the guy who played the orc cop, I think did a a good job. I, I'm in the minority of like enjoying parts of Bright. I could have been a guy who drives around with Will Smith drives around the south maybe uh, it did take place in like a new york city or no is it la it was la okay. yeah that's right um so i don't think they were in the south maybe right. bright too they'll be in the maybe south maybe bright too i'll talk to jj abrams about it uh i don't think jj abrams was a part of that film i think it was just max landis but i'll talk to him about it I'll talk to jj abrams about it you think jj abrams would want to make bright too he can do anything he's another magic man yeah, but did he like the first Bright? Also, Magic Man? Is J.J. Yeah. Imbrams from New Zealand? No, but have you seen Lost? He's from the island from Lost. Oh, that, that's why you knew so much about it. So he's from Purgatory? Yeah. I think that was like the ending. Is that Spoiler alert, the ending of Lost is that they're all in Purgatory at the end. That's true. So J.J. Abrams is just some sort of ethereal god-like being? <laughs> you said it, buddy. All right. Well, we are learning a lot today. Uh, is there anything you, uh, you want to say about the Oscars before we move on? Well, sure. Again, beautiful night full of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. And I love the red carpet. I think every year it's my favorite part. Uh, I love walking on it. I love feeling it. I feel truly in touch when I'm walking that red carpet. And if you ever get a chance, I highly recommend it. All right. Well, we've reached the part of the show where we like to play a few games. Uh, the first game we like to play here is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I'm going to list three names, and you tell me which name goes into each category. I love games. All right. Well, the first name is Legolas. The second name is Gimli. And the third name is Gandalf. Hmm. Fuck, Mary Kill. Well, frankly, uh, being someone who has eternal life, I would kill Gandalf because uh, he's going to be around for a while, and that's going to get a little annoying, if you know what I'm saying. Nagging each other, being around for an eternity. You know how that goes. Interesting, because the, the Legolas seems like he also um, has eternal life because he's an elf. Y- yep, 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 you're right. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> 
God damn it, Vigo, you forgot the lore. You forgot the lore, Vigo. Oh, Vigo, you forgot the lore. I'd like to revise my answer. All right. Um, I will kill Gandalf, but for a different reason. Okay. He's old. Fair enough. Not sexy. That's true. A wizard. All right. You know I'm going to smash that Gimli ass. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're spending your eternity with Legolas then? Yeah. We get along. Interesting uh, approach. I, I would thought you would marry Gimli knowing that he would only be for a while and then like you could like be alone after you fuck Legolas. No. I want Legolas. All right. And well, who doesn't? I mean, yeah, Orlando Bloom, gorgeous man. All right, the next part of the show we like to do is we like to play a little bit of word association. Basically, I'm going to say a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Hobbit. Bilbo. Colt. 45. Sword. Stone. Magic. Axe. Pizza. Pie. Chicken. Wings. Books. Nerd. Spanish. Loser. Jazz. Hands. Awards. Shows. Oscar. Nomination for Viggo Mortensen. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Vigo for coming down here. Vigo, is there anything you want to say before you head out? Um, I'd like to say you're welcome for coming down here. You said thank you, and I'd like to return that pleasantry by saying a you're welcome to you. Uh, It's been an honor to give you my time and uh, spend my time here recording this radio hour, and I'm delighted to have had the opportunity Please watch the new Popeye movie. All right. Well, keep a lookout for that new Popeye movie. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised, so instead of having the actual Vigo Mortensen here today has been my buddy, John Hudson. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. So, Vigo Mortensen, uh, Mortensen uh, why do I always mispronounce his name? It's, it's a lot of letters, a lot of syllables. It's tough. It's uh, Danish, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that his makes father sense. was Danish. He actually grew up in... Uh, in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and then went moved to New York, and then after graduating college, moved back to Denmark. Wow, that's cool. He's a cool name. He's a cool guy. He's a well-traveled gentleman. He's living the dream. He's Aragorn, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, big Lord of the Rings fan? Oh, love it. Love the stuff. I was about to say, you, you started dipping into the lore, and you like knew the medallion that he was given by Arwen, oh, and I yeah. was like, oh, okay. Uh, actually, Arwen. Arwen, just, just clarify Oh, did I pronounce it wrong? You combined it with Eowyn, which is the Miranda Ott character, the one who says, uh, I am no man when she kills the witch king of Angmar. But look, we don't need to split hairs. Ouch. <laughs> so were, were the Lord of the Rings films the only Vigo films you'd seen? Or is there any? Eastern Provinces, Promises. Eastern Promises is really good. Uh, History of Violence. I liked that one. Yeah. There's a movie called Hidalgo. I was, I was going to bring up you know Hidalgo because, like, that was the only other one that was like, I was like, oh yeah, when he did that horse race. Yeah, the, that big long horse race. I think it came out like 
around when Lord of the Rings was yeah, out. Yeah, I think it was in between like Return of the King and the oh, Two Towers. Yeah. So being a big fan at the time as a kid, I was like, I got to see it. Yeah, because he filmed all the Lord of the Rings movies at once. Right, yeah, back to back. Yeah, so like there was a good like years in there that he was just like doing nothing but still having movies come out. Yeah, let me do this horse flick. Exactly. Hidalgo. Hang out in the desert for a bit. He seems like a weird gentleman. Yeah, he's a total weirdo. Uh, have you seen Green Book? I actually haven't. Um, I refuse to see it. Yeah. Um, just because it's one of those white savior-y movies I that uh, seem to keep coming up. And I'm like, do we need another one of these? Uh, especially because like they don't seem to be doing much good other than making white people feel like better about themselves. Oh, yeah, that's totally, that was totally the goal of the movie, and I mean, you saw when all the producers came up, and... I'm so angry at how many, like, critics that I like, that I, like, take their judgment into uh, consideration and, like, appreciate, that are huge Green Book fans. I'm like, do you not get it? That's insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, Every now and then, a movie will just, like, kind of trick people. I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody did, did that too. That movie was so bad. I haven't seen it, but... Uh, it was so bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I've won- seen the editing from it, and it looks uh, it awful. It won Best Editing! That's insane. It won Best Editing, and I, 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 I don't know why. Like, it, it, when it won that, uh, like, award, I was watching the Oscars. I don't know if you watched the Oscars. I, like, saw the clips. <laughs> okay. Uh, when it won, I, I legit laughed out loud. I'm like, it was the worst edited movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. There, uh, uh, the... The Academy probably just went, oh, it had a lot of montages. It probably had great editing. It had a lot of cuts. That's how you know editing is good. If you're yeah, the, just the more jump cuts. cuts. Yeah, it had yeah. more jump cuts than the web series that we're in. Whoa. <laughs> that was a jump cutty web series. Yeah, but like, you know, th- that web series was only filmed in like two hours of shooting. Yeah, it's not a major motion picture <laughs> that uh, kind of glosses over the fact that Freddie Mur- Mercury was gay. And uh, that's a big part of his life. Yeah, no, they're they're like maybe he was straight. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, also, like the the, the teeth they put in ra- any award that Bohemian Rhapsody won, it did not deserve. I'm wow. sorry. You said it. You said it on the podcast. It has a 60 percent on Rotten Tomatoes for a reason. Whoa, that's that's low. That's bad. Green Book in the 90s, though. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Well, people, I feel like people think they're racist if they don't like it. That's what they might feel. Really? Maybe. Because like, I, I feel like the opposite. I for, feel on the critic side, on like the like the public facing. I mean, it was side. written and directed by a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Peter yeah, Fairley, the director wild. of Shallow How. Yeah. Now that's a movie. <laughs> of d- director of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. I was thinking about Shallow How recently and how uh, awful uh, the premise is. And how you uh, can't do that movie now, and you shouldn't. A lot of the movies that the Fairley Brothers directed, you can't do now. Also, didn't the Fairley Brothers direct movie 43? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I remember that. The the worst movie of all time. Yeah, like, we're going to get every person in this one. I'm going to look it up, actually, right now. Movie 43. Movie 43. Um, Because, like, that guy now has two Oscars. Wow. Yeah, no. Uh, Good for him. Good movie for him. 43. Yeah, Peter Farrelly. Peter wow. Farrelly. Wow. Uh, oh my, uh, he did it. Uh, yeah, he went from <laughs> the worst movie to winning best picture and best screenplay. That's insane. I, I kind of want to watch Green Book now just out of a perverse curiosity about it. Yeah, same here. 
like my parents told me like I have to watch it. They're like it was so good. Mm-hmm. And like it seems like everyone's parents like this. Interesting. Movie. My parents haven't seen it yet, and I. I usually but my parents also liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, they haven't seen that either. I, I trust my parents' taste on things; they're usually pretty good. Bohemian Rhapsody was so bad. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I, was just I like, heard the Live Aid concert felt really exciting. Was that good? Ish. They just recreated it shot for shot, though. They didn't add anything. Uh, and like Rami Malik isn't actually singing, so we're just listening to him like lip sync yeah. to Live Aid. I saw someone say that uh, Rami Malik won that for a two-hour TikTok video. Yes, that's so it's great. It's a TikTok. Oh man! <laughs> for our older listeners out there, TikTok is an app that uh, you just kind of lip sync to stuff. I think. Yeah, songs and like memes, and it's very popular with the with the Gen Zs right now. Yeah, no, that's it's the new Vine. They love it. All right. Well, John, you are an actor, comedian in the city here. Yeah. Um, uh, for our listeners out there, John and I were in a web series called NFL Fan Therapy together. Oh, yeah. Recently. Um, that just wrapped up, and that was a lot of fun, so go check that out. But, uh, John, what else do you have going on r- these days? Yeah, so I host a soccer comedy show at Caveat down on the Lower East Side, a very uh, snazzy venue down, down in a basement there in, in the LES. Um, and the next one's March 31st. And if uh, you're interested in soccer at all, or even not at all interested in soccer, we basically get, uh, very funny comedians who love the game to come talk about it. Uh, we get journalists, we get sometimes former soccer players as well and have them come out and do bits with us. Uh, so it's a really fun time. We have a hooligan section who are chanting the names of the comedians when they come out. We have a referee. It's crazy. It's Sunday, March 31st at 4 PM. That's a plug. But uh, that's kind of the big the big show I'm working on now, and it's very fun. Oh, and how long have you been doing that? Uh, this will be the fourth one of it. Oh, very uh, cool. So we've been doing it for a little bit now, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of big comedians who love soccer. Seth Meyers, big soccer guy. Have you gotten John Seth Oliver? Meyers no. and John Oliver? <laughs> no, not yet. We're working up to it. <laughs> what, what a tease there. We're working up to it. All these people love soccer. They like it. They can come on my show. Maybe. Maybe they will. Maybe they're listening to this right now, and they'll be there. Yeah, no. My, my dream is to just get, like, ramp this show up to, like, bigger and bigger comedians to do, like, impressions. Yeah. But, like, I'm wondering when it becomes too inside baseball, when, like, people are just doing impressions of, like, people they know. Yeah, that could be a little crazy. Yeah, you get, like, a, a Seth Meyers to do a John Oliver impression. That'd yeah. be fun. That'd be a huge get. Yeah, and I mean... I, I'm I'm even like just like thinking like who's in the city and stuff and like who I am like a few degrees of separation from. Yeah, you can make it happen. Well, because like there's some SNL like cast members that like I'm one or two degrees of separation from. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, uh, but like, will they like feel bad about doing this show? Uh, I'm sure they've done a lot of things they feel bad about. Uh, <laughs> I think they'd have a good time. It's a fun time. I think they'd enjoy it. I'd say take the big swing. Oh, of course. Shoot my shot. Shoot your shot. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. I I, I feel it. All right. So you have your uh, soccer show at Caveat. What else do you have going on? Uh, So I'm doing, I do a monthly improv show at the pit um, that we're taking a month off in March, actually, just because it's a busy schedule. But it's uh, kind of improvised blank is the generic title for it, where each month we do a improvised version of something that uh, should not be that it should not be happening. It's disgusting. It's a disgusting show. The first one we did was improvised Mucinex commercial. 
Um, and last month we did Improvised Family Guys, which was a, a disaster and a mess. Um, I came out as Stewie Griffin as a surprise reveal during our set, and it got a huge round of applause. It was incredible. And the next one is Improvised uh, Spaghetti and Meatballs, um, and that will be April 21st. So, you know, it, the, the premise of the show is uh, you're all familiar with the classic Italian dinner spaghetti and meatballs is that correct oh of course you've had it at restaurants you've had it at your nonna's uh, uh house uh, and but what if you saw this classic italian dish performed by some of new york city's top improvised comedians that's Ooh. what this show answers so it's just the, like it's the concept of what improvised spaghetti and meatballs would be mm-hmm. they could be like uh, physical animations of a spaghetti and a meatball. Yes. Or they could be a bunch of people having dinner. Exactly. There's a lot of ways to interpret it, and I'm interested to see. Could be a chef trying to reinvent spaghetti and meatballs. I'm yes. giving a lot of ideas Yo, right now. These, are, these, these are my pitches yeah. on what improvised spaghetti and meatballs I mean, is. you're spot on. You're spot yep. on. That's exactly the gist of it. So uh, that's a monthly at the pit loft, and that's a lot of fun. So too. is it just one team, or do you get other teams to like join in? We we mix it up every time. I host it with my friend Josh Nasser, very funny guy, and uh, we kind of assemble a, a team of our friends to host it, and then we bring on a few other teams, and it's it's just a fun little time. It sounds like great, and that's a uh, yeah. pit striker, pit loft, pit, pit loft, loft, April twenty first in the evening. Not sure what exact time it is because it's. Two months away. Yeah, look out for it on April 21st <laughs> at the Pit Loft. Exactly. All right. Well, um, if anyone wants to find your dates and details, where can they find those? Oh, they got to check me out on Twitter.com. It's at John Hudson, at J-O-N-H-U-D-S-O-N. And on Instagram, get ready for this, it's J-O-N-H-U-D-S-N-O, John Hudson-O. Swap the O and the N around at the end because, you know. Do you tweet a lot? Uh, Are you a good Twitter follow? Sometimes I think I am. I do I do weird, interesting stuff. I'll tweet about like uh, I do fencing, so I'll tweet about my fencing journey. Oh, so the, this uh, Aragorn sword play uh, thing hit a little close to home there. Honestly, it did. I, I got into fencing because I love Lord of the Rings, and I was in orchestra, and I would sword fight with my bow that I played with my cello, and the teacher was like, "You, you go to the fencing." coach at the school did you quit orchestra then though? no i stayed on orchestra <laughs> i wasn't just in it for the for the bows that i could sword fight with but uh yeah no it was it was all because of aragorn all right well go check out john's cool fencing pics on his instagram yeah. see his funny uh remarks on his twitter all right and if you want to follow us on instagram we're at yes and i am go check us out there we have behind the scenes photos and uh fun stuff also if you want to follow me on instagram i'm at wininger words uh and i post lots of stuff there and uh, a lot of posts yeah go go check out my thirst traps um also uh if you want to give us a review on itunes that'd be great because it helps more people find the shows five stars gets us more viewers and listeners that keeps us happy Thank you again for listening, and thank you, John, for coming. And we will see you all next time. 